Hi, I'm Abby Rosenblum, founder of the Social Modern Matchmaking and your host of Ghosted, a podcast about making dating easy and fun again so you can find your boo. Get it? We'll talk with dating experts, coaches, and real clients of mine and single people from around the world. Stick around for corny jokes, dating advice, and deep dives into the psychology behind finding love. Hey everyone, welcome to Ghosted, a modern matchmaking podcast. I'm your host, Abby Rosenblum, and this is the first episode. As always, we're starting off today with Ask a Therapist. Here's this week's question for Dr. Brittany Wolford. So question number one, when I'm feeling hopeless, like I'll be single forever, how can I get out of that rut or what can I tell myself? Yeah, I think that is such a hard thing and such a normal thing to to feel that hopelessness, especially when, you know, you've tried and tried and tried. And that's why I think therapy and coaching can really come in because you need help. That doesn't mean anything wrong about you or that you should feel hopeless about yourself or the outcomes. It's just dating's tough trying to find two humans to work together with all of your baggage and all their baggage and it combined together it's difficult so if you are feeling that hopelessness like maybe it is time to like reach out and get some extra help take away the stigma take it out but I know I can't but yeah you'd be talking to someone just like me and figuring out different strategies of how to approach something try something different try something new if you always do online dating try matchmaking try throwing a frisbee at someone in the park as like a meet cute I don't know but I think that's a big thing just Try something different. It's not you. There's a lot you can learn about yourself, but dating in general is just hard. Perfect. Do you have a question that you'd like to ask a therapist? Send one in to info at theghostedpodcast.com. This is a big day, and I'm so excited to have my good friend and dating coach here, Ben Byerwaltis. I've practiced his last name six times. <laughs> How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Abby. Yeah, thanks for being here. So first, I just want to give you the opportunity to tell everyone a little bit more about what you do. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I am a dating coach. So I actually help people become the the man that they want to be. I primarily work with guys uh, to attract the type of women that they've always wanted. Really just working with the guys. We don't play any games. There's no manipulation. It's you got to be the better person. And I teach them how to do that and how women think and what they want. And coming out of it, they really move to an enlightened place. And it's really fun to see. Yeah, and I have seen you work your magic firsthand. So I think that sounds like so many things, obviously, for someone to learn. But people listening, I can tell you, it's a pretty cool thing. It's, It's a very good thing. And it's a lot of fun because these are lifelong skills. It's not tricks. It's not anything else. You become the better man. And that's Mm -hmm. what we really want to be at the end of the day. And what is the main thing you focus on with every guy? Is there one main thing that is kind of core to becoming that better man? So the main thing that we're really going to drive into people is going to be confidence. You got to be the confident guy. And we have a lot of ways to get there. But it really gives you the confidence when you start to understand what women really want, how they're thinking, so that you can adapt and you can understand and and actually get to that place that you are the type of person that that women want. And as we know, the number one thing women want is a confident guy. So let's, let's work on that. Exactly. You and I were talking before, you know, what are the biggest things that women want? And I don't think there's one woman who comes to me and says she wants someone who isn't confident. Right. Confident is always on there. I think for men and women, they both want that. And what we hear is, you know, from a physical aspect, a lot of women say, oh, I want a tall guy. And that's true. And 
a lot of women do want a tall guy. But if you're confident and you know what you are doing and you have the right words to it, women will overlook the fact that you're not six foot four and not have washboard abs. <laughs> and they will love you uh, regardless. And I have a lot of clients that you are average, below average height, and they end up with amazing women. And it really mm -hmm. changes everything. So confidence is definitely key to, to everything that we do. Oh, yeah. And I think for women, too, at least for me, I've dated guys where my friends are like, oh, he's super hot or Abby, what are you thinking? Right. So as women, it's not as much of that priority where we have to date a certain physical type right. every time. But I have a lot of men come to me who are like, you know, she must have brown hair, be 5'4", weigh 120 pounds. And yeah, Andy, Andy has some comments there. Yeah, producer here is, uh, <laughs> is chiming in on us. <laughs> you know, have such specific physical things. A right. woman would never come to me with that. Right. And a lot of that is because men are visually driven first. Mm -hmm. So women change their value of what's attractive depending on that person. So they may see somebody and say, oh, I'm not that attracted. They talk to them, they get to know them, and then like, wow, I'm really attracted to her. Men are very much more, I see her, I'm attracted to her, or I'm not, and there's not a lot you can do about it. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've gone up to women that I'm like, wow, she's really attractive. She ends up being kind of a cold-hearted bitch. But she's still attractive. I might not want to be with her, but she's still going to be attractive. Yeah, exactly. So, would you still date her in that situation? I would not date her in that situation. Okay, I'm okay. at the point now that you got to, looks will get you in the door, but it's who you are that's going to matter. Good, good. Yeah. Exactly. I feel the same way. You know, I think a lot of the questions I ask, we were talking about different questionnaires on dating apps. Obviously with me, there's a huge in-depth one and really just getting to know people for who they are is so much more important right. but that initial attraction you got to have something yeah I think you you got to have something you got to have the spark I don't know any guy that's going to say well I want to be friends with her and then I'll date her but sometimes yeah. women will kind of be like hey you know I kind of want to get to know this guy first before I'm willing to jump in the sack with him mm -hmm. and that's okay it's just the difference in the, the male and the female brain yeah. and how it functions and we just have to understand that about the opposite sex and then it all works and it works well well, I mean, now that you brought that up, I feel like we have to dive into that. <laughs> but I think sometimes as a woman myself, I wonder how the male brain works. My fiance will do things and I'm like, how did you get from point A never to point B? Or maybe you got there in sure. such a weird, strange way. This is a large question, but give us a little insight from what you know and what you've seen of the biggest differences in the male, female brain. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest differences is that male brains are very, very overt. Like, we don't really hide things. What we say is usually what we mean. We're very linear, focused, and processing. Mm -hmm. So it's, I want to get from A to B, and however I get there. Women's brains, on the other hand, are, you know, a little more covert with how they're thinking, what they're doing with it. It's almost like a ball of wire in there where it's just kind of going all over the place at any given time, and you got to keep up with that. And that's okay. It's just, I know that some guys will get a little bit upset with women because they're like, well, they don't let me finish my thought. We're not done talking about this yet, and, and they interrupt. Mm. But on the other side, women will be like, he's not keeping up with me. He's not changing topics every five seconds and sticking with me, and it's because the guy's trying to get that linear side done, finish the conversation, and move to the next one. 
Yeah, I mean, I see that happen. So yeah. I totally get what you're saying. When my sister and I are talking, and I hope to have her on this podcast very soon, A, we sound alike, so that'll be fun. But B, we're just, da, 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 da. oh, do you think of that? Do you remember that? We went to Spain. Oh, yeah, five years ago. Oh, you're cute. I like your shirt. We could have a conversation like that right. and completely understand each other. Yep. <laughs> and and what I tell guys is you got to do that. It's okay. The difference here is that women's brains actually release dopamine when they talk. Men's brains don't. Whoa. And so what's happening there is if we go back to the tribal days of 10,000 years ago, the men went out hunting and the women stayed in you know, the camp around the fire and they talked. So they developed uh, skills to actually communicate in us as guys. We just didn't develop them because we went out and hunted. We had to be quiet and be spread out from everybody. So women so get this, right? So women get this dopamine hit from talking and they get a bigger hit every time they change subjects. So if we're talking about something and now we switch to something else, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a, a hit and I'm getting that. But as guys, we're just we're programmed to get the job done, to finish the task, go out, hunt, come back, and that's it. We're very simple creatures. At the end of the day, <laughs> guys are really simple creatures, and women make us out to be way more complicated than we are. <laughs> I think sometimes we're like, we think it's this whole mystery of what is he or she thinking, or what are, you know, how do they really feel? Right. But there probably aren't a whole lot of games being played. Or maybe there are now because we have technology to hide behind. Yeah, and my, I guess, my guess is that there's still games played, but I think that, you know, the old days of, oh, you need to wait, you know, the proverbial like three days before you call somebody and stuff. We have so many choices now that if you play games, somebody's just going to get bored and walk away. Yeah. If you like her, set up the date. Don't wait. Don't make her guess. And if you're not responding mm -hmm. to texts in a timely manner, she's going to get bored and she's going to walk away. Yeah. And there's a very fine line with that communication too. And I feel like I end up having this conversation a lot of, you know, after you have that first date, if it's awesome, set up the second right. date. Don't wait a week. Right. Don't wait a few days. Nope. Just set it up. It's like a sales call. If I was trying to sign you up for matchmaking and I waited a week, you're going to totally forget about right. who I am. <laughs> so do you have people that go out on a date and then they have a great date and then they wait to call you and tell you they had a good date and you're like, well, did you set up another one? Did you do something <laughs> about it? So so my process right now is so people go on the date. Next day, hopefully that morning, I hear, hey, how'd it go? Make sure they tell me all about it. Did you feel like you had things in common? Was there chemistry? Were you attracted? You know, all those important questions. Were you not? Were there things that were lacking? And if they both had a great time, I confirm that with both people. Because sometimes right. people are so confused. They're like, are, he or she like me? I'm like, they <laughs> said they want to go on another date. But, you know, yeah. at least when you're working with me, you know that the person is for sure interested. I will make that very clear. Or they are for sure not interested. And that's yeah. fine, too. Yep. Yeah. So after that first date, if they don't have a good time, I make sure that both parties also have closure that way. Yep. Because hence the name of this podcast, Ghosted. Right. I hate ghosters yep. and I have a strict no ghosting policy. So I think really that helps with the communication. But again, setting up the second date, do it right away. And yeah, I do find that sometimes people wait to talk to me right. and not communicate it with Instead the person. Instead of just doing it while you're right there. <laughs> but I mean, I just think just be open, set it up. And yep. I tell people, ask yourself two questions after that first date. Are you curious and are you comfortable? And of course, are you attracted to that? Right. That's all. Got to have that as well. Yeah. And then if you can answer yes to those, go on the second date and give them another yeah. chance. See where it goes. Everyone is nervous on the first date. 
Yep. I mean, maybe you aren't because you're a pro. I, I don't get too nervous <laughs> now, but I've, I've done enough dates that uh, we got that. But I think virtually everyone right. is nervous on the first date, especially with me when it's a blind date. Well, yeah. And I think <laughs> the blind dates are hard. And a blind date, I think, is also, even if you met somebody online, that's kind of a blind date. Totally. Because you can talk about things, you can text back and forth and go, wow, this person's really amazing. But if the energy isn't there when you sit down, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, it could get better or worse, but it, you need something there. Well, think about people who are texting online. They might be asking their friends, hey, what do I say to that? Or what's a funny line to say? So they could be just getting all these things from their friends and then you meet them and you're like, wow, you're really <laughs> not that not funny. not what I thought, right? <laughs> Well, and so here's also my tip is that first, because I teach, you know, in real world stuff. So walk up yeah. to the girl, talk to her, get the date when you talk to her. Don't so get smart. a number. Like I, I'm not going to take a number home with me. I'm going to take somebody home with me. So I want Ooh. the number not, or I'm sorry, I want the date, not the number. The number is secondary to the date. And then you're not waiting to see what happens. Yeah. with that and what she's going to do. Uh, and then the other thing is, if you've got a date set up, the only thing you can do by texting is to ruin it. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Can we hear the clapping? <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, if you've got the date set up, shut up, wait for the date, have some anticipation, see if there's chemistry, go out, have a good time. But you don't get the feedback of watching their facial expressions when you're texting them and you're going to say something that you thought was funny and they take it the wrong way mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, I'm not interested now. So don't ruin yeah. it. You've already got the game plan. You oh need to do it in person. God. I can think of an example of a client of mine who they'd been on a couple dates. He had set up a third date. He said something that was, you know, a little flirty, maybe a little sexual. Fine. But she took it totally the wrong way. Right. And that's it. Done. She's yep. no longer interested in yep. one Just killed the attraction. Text. Yeah. And what I always say with attraction is that, so there's on old radios, 50s, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s, there was a coarse adjustment knob and there was a fine tuning knob. And you can build attraction with fine tuning. So it takes a lot of work and a lot of little turns mm-hmm. of that knob to get it up, but you can lose attraction with that coarse knob. So you can kill everything you've been working about in a heartbeat by doing the wrong thing. Yeah. But you can't go from zero to 100 in an instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really interesting. I mean, sometimes I feel bad for guys right now. I feel because, bad for women right now. Well, actually. I mean, I think right now, just in general, dating is weird. I think we can totally say that. Dating is asking someone who they've been around because you don't want to be exposed to COVID. Yeah. Or it's just all online and you never even meet the person in real life. 90 Day Fiance, people who just literally meet and then get engaged, don't do that if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, don't definitely don't do that. No <laughs> coach would recommend that. No, definitely not. But I wanted to talk a little bit about dating right now, what it's like. I know you are dating, if I'm allowed to say that. You're out there experiencing it with everyone. What it's like during this pandemic. I've been doing some virtual dates, but people are really wanting to do in-person dates more, which I'm surprised by. Well, I think it's so hard to really get to know somebody through a screen. You know, the lighting's bad. They look bad. It doesn't, (laughs) what did you just say? You know, it's just not, it's not ideal for sure. I know. And I've been trying to say, okay, if you don't feel comfortable doing the in-person date, at least make the virtual date fun. So bring a beverage. Don't just sit there with like nothing. Maybe 
have a snack or dinner. You can yeah. talk about it. You can make dinner together if this is like further on, a second, yep. third date. You can link to my website. I have all kinds of ideas on there for how to spice up a virtual date. But I kind of think there's something to when you meet someone on an app, doing a virtual, whether phone call or video date First. before you meet them. Yeah. I think, okay, so I don't do anything online. So I'm going yeah. to speak from a hypothetical standpoint here <laughs> rather than an actual experience. But I would definitely want to talk to them on the phone and just kind of get a little yeah. bit of a sense for their energy and what do they really sound like and, you know, those types of things. Mm-hmm. And then if they pass, okay, now we can go go do something. I recommend that to everybody. You know, people work with me, but they also still are on apps. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. If you're listening, if you're on apps, please do a phone call before. <laughs> yeah, do something. <laughs> Especially, I mean, if you got a good matchmaker like you, that's not important. Then you're good. Then you're, you're good fine. because Abby's yeah. going to take care of you. And that's really <laughs> what matters here. But, well, let me ask this question is, what is the advantage of a matchmaker over the online apps? Oh, well, I'm so happy you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> what I always tell people is on an app, it is hard to find a match. You're a photo, you're some bullet points, but that's it. And you, someone is just doing a knee-jerk reaction. Are you hot? Are you not? Whereas with a matchmaker, I get to know everybody. So we sit down for an hour to really chat about what you're looking for, who you are, what are your goals, what are your dreams, what do you value in life? Things that you would never be able to determine off an app. So let's say you were going on a date and I know that you want someone who really values intelligence and deep conversations and someone who doesn't want kids at all. This is just my hypothetical person. Whatever it is. Then obviously I'd make sure you get that. Whereas maybe three months into a relationship, you might finally have the conversation about kids. Yeah. And now you've wasted that three months. Exactly. If that's important. So yeah, those things that are really important, which are marriage, kids, religion, politics, the big things that you would think of and that you wouldn't bring up on probably the first one to five dates. Well, and you wouldn't maybe even want to bring those (laughs) things up right away. Yeah, I probably wouldn't advise that. No, no, let that go. (laughs) Get to know them first before scaring them. I think if you have kids, it's a little different. I would suspect that that would come up early on. Because it's yeah. probably a very important part of your life. Yeah, um, it just should like, be. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I so. I hope so. <laughs> if that child is an important part of your life. But I think having the conversation of, do you want kids? Yeah. Doesn't come up initially. Right. So just being able to take that pressure off of people, I think, is the biggest advantage of matchmaking. Of just go into the date and have fun. Like, it should be easy. Yeah, it should be a good time. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to worry about it. You should yeah. know that the person isn't a psycho that you're going to be exactly. sitting down with. I background check everybody. That's an important thing to know. I've heard some horror stories of a woman who was living with a guy after knowing him for a couple months and then found out he lied about every single thing, who he was, his name. He Googled her before to find out what she was into so he could find his way into her life. That sounds a little psychopathic. So, yeah. That's not good. Not good. Not good. She is definitely not with him anymore. <laughs> I, I hope nobody is with him anymore. Sounds like somebody needs a little help. But going to the uh, the app thing, this is what a lot of people don't realize, <clears throat> especially the guys, is they're like, they will blastogram out and they get no response. Yeah. Right? Blastogram. And, and what's <laughs> happening is that we all want to date kind of above our levels. So the hottest girls online are getting, literally can get hundreds of, messages every day Mm -hmm. so 
unless you are standing out as this amazing idealistic guy and they see you, you're not getting a response. Yeah. So you guys could be the perfect match and you just don't know. And so that's why I really like, you know, a good matchmaker really breaks that down and looks at it all and is like, this is somebody who's good. It's not just she's hot, he's hot, whatever it is, but they have the values that match what you're looking for. Yeah, the messages thing is super interesting. When I, I'll be totally transparent, I met my fiance on a dating app. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm like some crazy hot commodity, but I would get a lot of messages. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the people I wouldn't respond to. Yep. And maybe those people could have also been my future fiance. You know, it's all timing, whatever. But it's just kind of like leaving love up to just chance. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with a matchmaker, it's like, hey, I am taking a purposeful, actionable step rather than, "Eh, well, I'll put myself out there and just swipe right on everybody. Right. (laughs) Well, and then what happens with women online is they get so inundated with messages that they give up. Yeah. Because they're like, like, it's all the same garbage over and over again. It's all creepy pickup lines or dad jokes or hi. You're hot. (laughs) Or you're hot. Very sexy. Or dick pics. I don't know. Well, I do think dick pics are a valid way to use. Valid, yes. I Um, would definitely recommend that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Guys out there, if you are listening and you do that, please stop. Just absolutely This is your public service announcement. No one ever wants one of those. No, absolutely not. That is, that's a really bad idea. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't want to speak for everyone. Maybe someone does, but I'd never want, no one ever wants an unsolicited one. No. We can safely say that. I absolutely agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Not recommend it. I think the other kind of interesting thing that's happening during the pandemic is there are a lot more people that are looking for love, that are open to love, obviously, because everyone is lonelier right now. So um, I was just looking at a couple statistics of Bumble hit 100 million users, which actually is a lot. Tinder has 50 million, and I felt like more people would be on Tinder. And we looked up Match has about 20 million. So 100 million is a lot. Is so a lot. people are really, hey, if this happens again, I don't want to be alone. Yep. Which I totally get. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I haven't been alone in like four months. It <laughs> sounds kind of nice. Yeah, you're like, a little break <laughs> is okay as well. I think married people are having some kind of the opposite feeling yeah. of like, well, I need an alone self vacation. personal space. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to go away. <laughs> But I have seen this too in matchmaking. People are more open to finding love and finding something serious rather than just that booty call or something more casual. Have you seen that at all? So I'm in a different position than you. My guess would have been that a lot of people are out and it's like more hookup. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. like, well, finally. But that hookup may be, I can't find anyone else, so I'll just stick with you for the next several months. <laughs> and I'm not super happy, but at least it's somebody. Yeah. So then the other thing I've been seeing is relationships. People settle because they just don't want to yep. be alone. Or relationships are going full blast, maybe where you would have been in a like year. Zero to 100. Now in two months, you're at that same place. Because yep. you spent every day together. You've talked about everything. You're like basically living together now. And there's nothing else to do but hang out. Right. So that definitely freaks me out a little bit for people. Of, hey, there is something to taking it a little slower than that. Even yep. though we all have the time right now of set the boundaries right of hey 
let's hang out a couple times this week or maybe let's spend the weekend together rather than every single day you're over at my house cooking dinner or something. Yep. Yeah. Giving a little bit of space. Well, and we don't want to get, it's so easy right now to get that neediness going on and just yeah. like, here's somebody I'm going to latch on. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to, to take some of that alone time still and do some of your own stuff. And Yeah. And I think for anyone out there who's feeling lonely, I just want you to know that you're not alone. I think we're all having something like that feeling or we are lonely at certain points. Yep. Well, and I think there's a lot of feeling of everyone else is out doing something fun but me. I'm the one that's stuck here mm-hmm. all alone and everyone else is dating or everyone else is doing something. And the reality is nobody is out. It's just not and happening. I hope no one is doing anything. I'm annoying and want to follow the rules. Let's just do that. Get and through it quicker. 2021 can be our year, right? people. We'll come back, come back <laughs> strong. But, you know, and for me, like I'm taking a lot of this time of how do I get better? How do I improve? What mm-hmm. things do I need to work on? Because I've got the downtime. And so if you are you know, wanting to get dating, take an honest assessment and say, hey, where am I not as strong as I think? Mm-hmm. And women are really good at this. Like women will ask for help. They'll be like, I need to get better. The guys, we have this ego and we're like, no, no, I'm really good. Mm-hmm. And you just don't understand. Yeah. And so, you know, I had a, a, a client, a new client out just a couple of weeks ago, working on some conversation stuff. And he would argue with me. No, no, no. Women don't, don't like that. They don't want that. That's oh, how, and, yeah. and the lady I had with me to be our, our conversation model would look at him and says, no, women like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes you got to really evaluate and is what you're doing working? And if it's not, change it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is change it. You've got this time right now to work on things, to change it, to work on conversation skills, to get into the gym, to whatever it is that you need, go do it. Totally. Don't waste the time. And if you're not sure who to talk to, Ben and I are here for you. We are here. We can make this happen. <laughs> One of the things I really work with with people is helping them feel confident. And sometimes yeah. that's sending them to Ben. Sometimes that is sending them to my trainer. Sometimes that's me taking extra time to just hype them up before a date. Yeah. You know, everyone needs their hype man or hype woman. And I am that for a lot of people. Right. But I think even just like a compliment or maybe it's listening to a podcast like this one where you could be like, oh, yeah. I can do this. I can do it. I got it. We need to record like a little motivational audio recording for people. Right? Something they listen to before the date. Yeah. You've got, you got this. this. It's going to be good. <laughs> you will make it happen. And I will say though, you know, this is for your clients. Having you is great right now because they get the feedback. You know, if they go on totally. a date and the feedback is you're really boring or you talk about this stuff and nobody cares about it, you mm-hmm. need to change. If your matchmaker says do something, do it because she's not, she's here to help you. She's not trying exactly. to do anything else but to make you successful. Yeah, and sometimes we have to have those kind of tough come to Jesus moments where we're like, okay, this is the sixth date where someone has said this date feels like an interrogation. <laughs> so we know it, we understand it, let's have this never happen again. Right and figure out how we can fix that and help you. Yep. So I think that people think that they should just know how to date. And it's just like this inherent skill that everyone is born with, but we're not all like that. So I think that there's something that everyone can do to be better at dating, to be a better communicator, to be more open to love, 
there's no one who has figured that out 100%. Absolutely. Well, and we think about we go to school to do our job for 12 years, 14, 16 years, Mm -hmm. and nobody sits down to be like, this is how you have a relationship. This is what the opposite sex thinks. This is what they want. We put our projections onto them and we say, well, this is how it should be. Mm -hmm. And then we get stubborn and we're like, well, I want somebody who just likes me for who I am. Okay, you're really boring. Nobody's going to like you (laughs) like that except for somebody else really boring. And then you're going, but I don't want a boring person. Yeah. So you got to you got to do some work here. You got to learn. You got to grow. You got to improve. And I think, too, just this whole pandemic is kind of just like a sign from the world of, hey, we got some changing and figuring out to do. To me, I've almost felt like this is the pause button of let's figure this out. Let's grow. Let's change the things that sucked before and make them better. So really take that as a, I feel like it's a good time for yourself. And I will say for the guys, my experience is the guys don't show up very well these days. They're not being authentic. They don't know how to take a woman on a date. They don't know a lot of these things. If you are willing to invest your time and build your skills, the world is your oyster. Because I have clients that date out of their league all the time because there's no amazing guys out there. They're just, it's a short supply. So if you put that time in, it's just, you can have the life that you've always wanted. You can be with the person you've always wanted. You just Mm got to do the work. And it's not changing anything about who you are as a person. No. It's just from what I've seen that you do, it's like little tweaks of just helping someone be confident. And then that comes off as, whoa, who is this person? Yeah. Somebody uh, just told me the the other day is if you're a guy, you got to have a BDE. Have you ever heard this? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Pete so, Davidson coined that term, I okay, feel like. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a big dick energy. If you come in the room, you got to have the confidence. Yeah. And a lot of times people get into this, you know, the difference between confidence and the arrogance is that arrogance is a false mask over your insecurities, where confidence just is. Yeah. And a great example of that is, so I'm six foot two. So I am significantly taller than the average male who's you know, 5'9 to 5'10". It's just who I am. It's who I've always been. I'm confident in it, but I don't go around telling people, oh, look, I'm six foot two. Mm-hmm. I just am. I don't think about it. So the guy who's going around trying to tell people and convince people that I am whatever it is, is because you don't really have confidence there. Yeah. No, it's very true. I mean, in arrogance, there's no one who's looking for no. someone like that. No. And I think, too, what about a guy who maybe is 5'9 and doesn't feel like he can own that? I mean, maybe this is even just a larger thing, but what would be the first thing you would try to help him with? So the first thing that we get, you're an average height guy, is that you think that you have to be taller. Mm -hmm. And you will have these self-doubts, and you will think that I'm not getting girls because I'm not tall enough. And the reality is it's because you're not confident enough. And we've all seen the shorter, more round guy with the tall model, And then people say, oh, well, it's because he has money. No, it's because he's confident. The money may have given him that confidence, but it's the confidence that's bringing him in. Yeah. And I have a lot of, you know, shorter guys and they get amazing women, but they have to be better because women at the end of the day don't care how tall you are. It's how you make them feel. Mm -hmm. And when you can understand that, it changes everything. I've got a friend right now. So she just, the tail end of a divorce, she's starting to date and she's over on the East Coast. And she's white, but she only dates black guys, tall black guys, you know, Mm -hmm. six foot, six foot two black guys, bigger guys. And then the other day she was talking to me because she had somebody 
who she was like, this isn't my, my type at all, but I really like this guy. And it's because mm-hmm. he understood how she thought and he used words and he made her feel really special. She made her feel secure and safe and seen. And these other guys just led kind of with their physical side. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a big black guy and therefore you will like me. And she was like, I've never seen anything like this. So even her going, this is my type. If you're the right type of guy and know what you're doing, you can change that in a woman. So height is not the limitation you think it is. It is not. And I think I come across so many women who are like, I will not date a guy who's shorter than six feet. It's this weird cutoff point. Or 5'10", actually, is a more common one, it seems like. And I have to have a conversation of, so why is height so important to you? And is it really height that's important? Or is it something else? Do you know why? It's always something else. It's always something else. It's always something else. (laughs) But I do think that instinctually, as women, we think, oh, we need a man is like a protector. Right. Even though in our society right now, things aren't as much like that. But biologically, we're wired for that. Exactly. So I think that's really where it comes from and why we feel like that has to be a thing. But women out there, if you're super, super focused on height, know there's something else to that. So only 14% of guys are six foot or taller. 14%? 14%. What a statistic. Yep. <laughs> and the average height is 5'9 to 5'10, depending on the, the yeah. survey. So six foot is, is just not a realistic thing. It's about the confidence. I feel like that should yeah, be the name the of confidence. this episode. Yeah. Well, and when you have the confidence, <laughs> you know, guys, if you make her feel safe, your height doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. that is biologically what women are wired for. I need a tall guy because he's going to protect me. Yeah. Now, here and here's the hypocrisy to it all, right? Oh, so, God. I know. You're going to love this. <laughs> so if I go around and I tell women I only date skinny women, they're going to be like, oh, you're so shallow. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something wrong with you. What's wrong? You know, but if you ask women, do you date shorter guys? Well, no, I only date six foot. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. wait. So your judgment is that you only date six foot, and that's something I can't change, but you can change your weight. And when I say I only date skinny girls, that's a problem. Oh, God, right? I don't even, <laughs> I don't even want to go there. <laughs> but, yeah, I think there are a lot of these kind of people who have very rigid physical requirements. Right. And, again, there's something else behind it. Obviously, you need to be physically attracted to the person. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that. There are definitely limitations. But saying I'll only date people six feet and taller, it's honestly just a lot of BS. Yep. No, it absolutely <laughs> is. And it's, you know, if the guy can bring the confidence and bring bring everything else, it doesn't matter. And the same thing for guys is sometimes like guys that are very like, I want a tall blonde with short hair. Okay, that's <laughs> great. But what about everybody else? And what about her personality? What about that personality? What about her dreams in life? Right. You know, do you want someone who wants to save the world or do you want someone who wants to take over the world and right. have a million dollar empire? Yeah. Those are two very different things. Yep. So something that I have been asking people a lot lately is when you retire, what are you going to be doing? Yeah. Or where are you going to be? Someone who's like, oh, well, I want to be on a big farm in Wyoming with all this land. That's a really important thing for me to know. Yeah, it is, because that's not everybody. you may be less compatible with someone who's like, oh, well, I want to be on a beach in Fiji with people waiting on me hand and foot and men having palm leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Sign me up. I need a vacation. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely, with everything that's been happening, that sounds really nice. Yeah. So what do you think the biggest thing for women that's keeping them from having confidence? I think for women, it's not owning your body. 
Yeah. You know, I think as unfortunately, I think men and women, but women more so, we look to all of these images on TV and the media, etc., of how we feel like we're supposed to look. You know, we're supposed to be skinny, but also have big boobs and have a big butt but we can eat whatever we want and somehow we still look right. awesome like that. Yeah, if you're a genetic mutant, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's not a thing for almost anyone. Right. So I think for women is just, hey, this is who I am and I love who I am. I think that's more so of the biggest thing. Yeah, I think a lot of women are afraid to also own their own achievements or successes. Right. So I think they're afraid that maybe a guy will be intimidated if they're like, yeah, I started my own company or I do this. Exactly. That's all there is to it. So I think that we can all work on confidence. I think it starts with self-love. I just did a book club, actually. We have a matchmaking book club that's been going. But we just did one the other day with this book called 21 Days to Feeling Gorgeous. Okay. So it's a it's, you know, men and women can do it, but it's definitely more catered to women. And every day you do something that makes you feel confident, good about yourself, emphasizes self-love. Yeah. You no, know, and even if that's just looking in the mirror and being like, I'm awesome. Or maybe before a date, it's saying, hey, you got this. Yep. Those sound stupid, but they really work. Yeah. It's whatever works, right? Yeah. I mean, it works, works for you because you might be different from me. Exactly. That's very true. That yeah. works for me. I talk to myself in the mirror all the time. Yeah. So. Well, I talk to the dog. <laughs> that's, that's helpful Same too. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so because a lot of, I get that, like women get very yeah. body conscious. Totally. And it's because we have a society that is driving this, you know, this image. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's something changing somewhat. And I think there's a couple parts to it is that I think that, A, we're kind of going a little bit the wrong way where we're trying to empower women that um, are unhealthily overweight and saying, oh, but you're beautiful and you can weigh mm-hmm. 400 pounds and be beautiful. That's great for you. I don't know any guy that's going to be like, oh, I, I would like to be with a woman that's 400 pounds, right? He might be out there. I don't know. Yeah, th- of course, there's going to be a couple here and there, but really that's, that's not realistic. So if you're going to be, you're doing this, mm-hmm. you can't expect that to be what guys are going to be attracted to. So I'm going to say that first. But the second part of that is... Getting a little controversial here. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we're talking (laughs) about up there. But I will now say on the other side is that guys are not... Just like girls say, I want the guy who's six foot or taller. The guy's going to say, I want the model. But that's not realistic Mm -hmm. for most, most of the guys. So they will take somebody who isn't perfect. And if you own it and you're confident and you don't make it awkward, then it's fine. Yeah. You know, no one is perfect. I'm not perfect. You know, it's okay. We all have our flaws. And if somebody's not willing to accept your flaws, they're not the right person. Exactly. And I think that's the point where you can realize you're with the right person too, is when you don't see their flaws as these terrible, awful things. Obviously, if like they are, there are certain flaws. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that that. just aren't going to happen. But I just think of my own relationship. Obviously, my fiance has things that I'm not like, oh my God, I don't love every single freaking thing about him. Right. But the things that I'm like, I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I accept that flaw for what it is. Yeah. And I think that's the point when you know, oh, okay. And if you're looking for those little things or nitpicking and trying to find those, maybe take a step back and be like, why am I trying to do that? This is a whole conversation for another podcast <laughs> about flaws. <laughs> yep, absolutely there. It's kind of like, you know, the guy is 
are concerned they're not tall enough, the girls are concerned they're not skinny enough, or their boobs aren't big enough, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, but that's everybody. I mean, that, that's the vast majority. So mm-hmm. just, just own it. Just have the confidence and own it. And yeah. I, I can tell you, I was on a flight once. Obviously, this is before the meltdown happened. Mm-hmm. And there was a stewardess, and she was actually very overweight. Like, yeah. I was surprised she got down the the row there but she had a confidence to her that i was like that's pretty dang sexy actually uh-huh i mean it was like she owned that enough and it was great i could see her being successful in dating yeah literally confidence is everything mm-hmm. that's it that's it that's the moral of the story yep so you just listen to this whole podcast to just learn that <laughs> just to get to the end here <laughs> if you'd just known it to begin with so here's the thing it's not an easy thing to achieve no So that's why people exist, like myself and Ben, to help people feel confident, be their best selves. Because if you're not putting your best self out there in the dating world, you're not going to get that person that you're searching for. So it sounds like some woo-woo, whatever, but you need to be putting out those good vibes in order to bring the good vibes back. You got to put out the energy, but you have to have like the technique as well. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not just one or the other. Here's one thing I want to ask you before we, because we should probably wrap up soonish. I wasn't okay. keeping track yeah, of time. All good. Do you have like one standard thing you would say when you approach a woman or does it change? So the most common thing I do is a compliment. Mm-hmm. It's a really easy thing. It's an honest thing and it's authentic. So I go up to somebody and I just say, hey, I really like that dress. I really like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I can give you the tip that we don't compliment on looks. We don't compliment on body parts. So no nice ass. That obviously <laughs> is not going to go over very well. But we want something that, you know, usually she's wearing something she's bought because mm-hmm. she had a hand in picking that out. And so that validates her and her yeah. choice. And you can find something that you like about everybody. If not, then we need to work on it. But, and if not, maybe you don't go talk to them. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, why would, why would you talk? But, you know, there's no lines. And when it's authentic, women feel it. Mm-hmm. And when I walk up to somebody and I say something, I have no expectations about anything else. I just want to give them a compliment. And what I'm basically saying is, do you want to play? Mm-hmm. And she can say, okay, thanks, and go back to her book or a coffee or whatever. And she's saying, no, I don't want to play. Or she go, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. I really like your shirt. Yeah. And she's saying, yeah, I want to play. Let's do this. (laughs) And then we can actually take it from there and go. But yeah, yeah, just a a really simple compliment. Like we don't need to overthink this at Mm -hmm. all. Makes it really easy. And you can do it to anybody. It can be a guy. It can be a girl. It can be a grandmother. It doesn't matter because you're just, you're spreading a little love, a little joy to the world. Yeah. And I think even if you have to be doing these compliments online, you still can. And I think that's the best thing online. Instead of coming up with this, a corny dad joke or just saying you're hot, just being like, hey, in uh, picture number two, I love your polka dot dress. Yeah. See what kind of response you get. I bet you'll be surprised. Probably. <laughs> because I think a lot of people aren't doing that. Yeah. They're just saying, hi. Yep. How are you? Hey. You're hot. You're hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, so I actually, I went out, it was a couple of years ago. She looked like a Swedish model. She was like 5'10" blonde hair, blue eyes. She showed me her Tinder. It was pages and pages of, hi, you're hot, you're sexy. It was just the amount of garbage guys throw and they think they're unique and they're just like everybody else. And she's just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And I was like, I get it. It's too much of the the garbage over and over again. So side note, if you need some help with your dating apps, let me know. 
because I am kind of right. starting to help people revamp and refresh their dating apps and figure out what the best photos are. So I think there is a science to it. And actually, I know you have more insight into this, which we won't give away. We won't give that all away. Of it, but please, no bathroom selfies. <laughs> That's our last part. And no message. car, no car <laughs> selfies. Like, oh yeah, and thumbs up. Oh God, uh, no thumbs. But shirtless up. is okay, right? Uh, <laughs> no, what? that's not okay. Well, if you're it's on just the not beach, okay. if you're on that's, the beach, that's I don't a little it. different. But <laughs> I, I would just avoid it and just don't risk it. Yeah, I agree. Because we'll for every, to. for every woman that's like, okay, I don't mind that that shirtless selfie, you turn ten off and they're not responding. So yeah. why take the risk? Yeah. You're not going to win with it, but you're going to lose. So don't do it. Exactly. And you might be attracting the wrong type of woman Yep. with that as well. There's that for sure. Yeah. I think I'm guilty. I probably had like a a picture of me with just like a sports bra on, on my dating app But back that's in different. The day. So it's different for women to do than men. Oh my God. Yeah. You're so right. It is. It's a different. And yeah. this it goes back to the brain, right? The male brain, the female brain. You got to understand how both work. And optimize for that. We have so much we could talk about. I know. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll say stay tuned for definitely another episode. Some more of these. With the two of us. And I'm sure we'll continue the conversation for for hours after this anyway. I have no doubt about that. We (laughs) always do. We never run out of things to talk about. So if people are listening and they want to contact you or reach out, what's the best way to do that? So I'm very um, exclusive. I'll tell you guys that right now. So it's a... uh, I'm high priced, but if you are serious about really changing your life, uh, go ahead, just send an email to ben at deliberategentleman.com. Awesome. Yes, he is very exclusive. I will vouch for that. It was hard to get this interview. (laughs) (laughs) Things are busy, but we make it happen for you. Oh, awesome. For my favorite matchmaker. Oh, thank you. I love it. Well, thank you for being here and stay tuned for more from Ben. Yeah. Thanks so much, Abby. It was wonderful. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.